The Collector's Collection, Episode 3, Iron Man. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Collector's Collection, a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan podcast. I am your humble host, Chris, joined by my fellow henchman, Bobby. So what do you think I did? I washed my hands and put the toilet seat down. What's going on, man? <laughs> Anna. Hey. And Steve. Howdy, howdy. Yeah, so since uh, Iron Man is one of my favorite Avengers, I was pretty stoked to do this episode here. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry you love the captain. I do. But before we get into it, I want to thank Scattered Studios for the comic book renderings they did of us for the website. They're awesome. Yeah, they did do a pretty awesome job, and I'm pretty happy with how everything turned out. Now, granted, they're not like an exact representation of <laughs> how we no. look in real life. <laughs> I wish I looked like But they're great. Yeah, so while we were in, like, when we were talking about starting this show up, that was a thing that I had mentioned that I wanted to do from the beginning. <laughs> I'm not sure if we'll ever do anything with those, but we'll see. You watch your mouth. <laughs> you know good gosh well that we're going to do something with the drawings. It'd be cool. That's a lot of money since I can't draw. <laughs> yep. We need every them. panel just in the same pose. <laughs> just, <laughs> just Comic Sans font. Yeah. <laughs> in any case, I'll put a link to their website in the show notes for this episode at collectorpodcast.com. So the first Iron Man came out in 2008, and even though other films had come out of the... <clears throat> to be exact, sir, <laughs> it came out May 2nd, 2008. Fair enough. All right. So even though uh, other films had come out of, the, out of Marvel Studios previously, Iron Man was the first film that kicked off the MCU as we know it. It also serves as an origin story for the MCU's version of Iron Man, obviously. And you could also say that it reignited Robert Downey Jr.'s career. Potentially. Yeah. Fairly certain that it did. Certainly financially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Robert Downey Jr.'s, he made a lot of money off that movie. How much money? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> because nationally, the film grossed about, about $318 million. Not bad with a with a movie budgeted at only a hundred and forty million. <laughs> yeah, they did not use hardly any of that budget for the score. Oh, I'm sure that score sounded like they just got it off a free website. Actually, <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned music. A little funny Easter egg I came across was the scene when he's at the award show, the scene when he's at the casino. The scene that he takes that reporter chick into his bed, mm -hmm. and then on Rhodey's phone, it's all the same music because it's from the animated TV show. Oh, okay. Yep. I never saw the animated TV show, Me but either. I know. But well, I think it was in it like the '60s, so you. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty old. A <laughs> <laughs> little, little, little fun tidbit of info. Nice. Speaking of music, do you know who helped with the soundtrack? Oh, you know what? He's I'm, actually in I the am, movie. I'm going to guess that it's Tom Morello because. It is. You do see him very briefly you in the do. movie. I wondered if you caught that. <laughs> I did. I did. I, I, we were watching. I was like, was that just Tom Morello? Not for long, yep. but yeah, <laughs> that, that was him. Yeah, so uh, talking about that whole scene, 
one thing that that struck me about that was um how trusting Tony was of uh Jensen. I mean, what choice did he have? I mean, that's fair, but it just seemed like there was no like let's get to know each other. <laughs> I mean, he wakes up, yeah. should be dead, and the guy explains to him how he's the one keeping him alive. I mean, there, there's given really that, no given that circumstance. I think you just have to roll have it. a little leap of faith. <laughs> so it's great. The um, you know me, little fun tidbit information holder here. The group that kidnapped him. Do you know what their name was? Oh, ISIS. No, <laughs> Ten Rings. Right. Yep. Which is a direct reference to. The Mandarin, because he wore ten mm. rings. We're we're not there yet. They're talking about the kidnap scene. I know, but they don't mention Mandarin in this movie. I know that. What I'm what I'm talking about is, is the fact that this is the name of the group. You know, mm. who in the comic book, the Mandarin was his first. Yes. Nemesis. <laughs> oh, that's right. In that. the comic book, his it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you learn more about Mandarin. Yeah, way in later. The later it was Iron Man 3? Yeah. Yeah. But this was just for this movie. The terrorist group that kidnapped him was the Ten, Ten Rings, Rings, which yeah. is referencing the Mandarin. Yeah. So anyway, it just it just really struck me as weird that he would be like so amped to be friendly with, with the guy. <laughs> Again, though, I don't know that he had a whole hell of a lot of choice. No, definitely didn't. Well, especially after the surgery's already been done. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, no, I don't say, trust you, bro. I got this. Yeah, just take this out. I'll, it's going to be fine. Yeah, <laughs> you saved my life. I'm going to trust you for now. It's like, bro, I graduated from MIT with multiple degrees. I got this. That OG suit that he he makes in the cave. Yeah, totally reminded me of uh, not to bring up Fallout again, but reminded me of Fallout Power Armor. But I did go back and look up uh, pictures of you know the original. Iron Man comic books. Yeah. yeah. I sent you an image on there. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, they nailed it. <laughs> yep. The Mark One. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if they had just stuck with that. It's just so big and bulky. Just picture right. that. Like, I'm here to help you. <laughs> no, but, well. But after watching this movie, even though the past couple episodes I've told people that I, I this is one I had seen. I don't remember nary bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny on the on the last episode I said that you know why people say that the first Iron Man and a couple other ones are the best movies, and I kind of like the ones when it gets more people in the the bigger, more grander movies, if you will. Having rewatched this, I eat those words gladly. I had completely forgotten how good this movie was. Yeah, e- even I was sitting there. I was like, okay. This is a little more awesome than I remember it. Yeah. I mean, like, my my memory of it, for whatever reason, just kind of cut off after he left the desert. That's what I remembered. I remember yep. him being in the desert, getting kidnapped, making the OG Iron Man suit, busting out of there, and then it was, like, fog. <laughs> and the second half of that film is just so good. I mean, the first half is great, too. The second half is just... It is a real weird. I mean, it's understandable, but the transition Tony makes at the be, you know at the beginning, he's like, you know, to have peace, you gotta have the bigger stick. Yeah. Which, uh, as someone who's worked in defense for almost twenty years now, I'm like, yes, I agree <laughs> with that. True. <laughs> but then when he goes through that whole ordeal, he's like, nope, not selling weapons anymore. Oh my gosh! Sorry, <laughs> I've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> he's in his ivory tower. Yeah. He doesn't feel any of that. Yep. Until, you know. Until he does. Until yeah. he does. And it's like, oh, wow. 
I'm a piece of shit. And really, I think even beyond him, you know, experiencing the stuff happening to him, I think him seeing the the people there affected more so, you know, kind of pulled at those heartstrings. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Along with the actual heartstrings that were now attached to him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wires, heart wires. (laughs) I, I I think also one of the big things was... I mean, you see a huge cache of your weapons yeah. that you've sold to whomever. Mm-hmm. So, oh, wow, I've been selling to terrorists? Or not realizing that your weapons have been sold behind your back to terrorists. Yeah. Yeah, that too. That too, as we later find out. Double dipping, as Tony calls it. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeff Bridges, man. Yeah, so that was another one of those, like, smacked me in the face. When we watched Captain America, you know, I came in and I said I'd forgotten Tommy Lee Jones hardly yeah. was even in this film, let alone how good he was. And it was kind of the exact same thing yeah. with Jeff Bridges. I'm I like, was thinking the same thing. Wow. Perfect. You gotta, you gotta love seeing the dude. Yeah. Especially as, like, a physically he looks like a Lex Luthor type character. Yeah. But Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, play, he definitely does a good bad guy. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Excellent bad guy. The dude of buds. <laughs> does not disappoint. He does not disappoint. He's just one of those actors that has a very wide range and is good at a lot of different types of roles from, you know, lazy stoner to well, with that, evil I mean, mastermind. Yeah. Well, even with that, you know, I mean, one of the big things about this movie was that the script wasn't complete when they started filming. No. So that even, so that even threw Jeff Bridges off because they yeah. told him, they're like, look. We're gonna be we don't have it. this. He's like, that's not how I was trained. I'm prepared for every role that I've done. And now you're telling me to improvise? But he was also a firm believer, then why waste more energy complaining about it? Just use that energy to get, just accept what you've been dealt and act on. I think that in a roundabout way, that's one of the reasons this film came off as, as so well done, is I don't think you could cast Iron Man better than they did with Robert Downey Jr. Oh, for no, sure. And, absolutely not. I love you know, you, John Fettuccini's choice. <laughs> <laughs> and when you find out that he ad-libbed the vast majority of his lines and just did several takes trying it different ways, I think that's perfect because I remember you and I have discussed this, me Chris, looking at Chris, when Robert Downey Jr. was cast as Iron Man, it's kind of, it's just a no-brainer. Like, that is him. As John Favreau described him, he is a likable asshole. And that is true of both, you know, Robert Downey I mean, Jr. and I, I, Iron Man. So I was, I was reading some stuff that Stan Lee had written about it uh, today, and he basically said the same thing because Iron Man was created, at the, you know, during the height of the Cold War, and especially a lot of the kids were like anti-war, anti-capitalism, all that stuff. And Stan Lee pretty much said the same thing. I'm going to make this character with the qualities that I know these kids will not like, but I'm going to make them like him. I'm going to shove this dude down their throat mm-hmm. till they like him. Howard Hughes. <laughs> but yeah, um, the casting choice, it's, it's, it's one of those characters, like, it's hard to separate the character from, like, the, the person that is yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Because, yes. yes. Obviously, I don't know Robert Downey Jr. personally, but... And you don't want to be disrespectful, but it's so genuine that it almost feels like he's not really having to act. Exactly. He (laughs) He can just show up and and be himself, you know? Because if you look at other superhero roles that have been taken, whether it be Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, it's hard now to picture Wolverine without picturing Hugh Jackman. But if you look at the time of that casting, and he was more of like a Broadway musical type guy, and a lot of people weren't 
high on that casting. Another one that jumps to your mind is Heath Ledger as the Joker. Yeah. When, oh, dude, I, that, st- I don't care how many times I watch that movie. I'm sorry we're getting off that. No, but. you're fine. But, like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, he was so different from what he had to then portray that the brilliance comes from, I can't believe that's, this actor is so talented he was able to do this. Yep. Whereas with Robert Downey Jr., and again, that's not a knock on him, <laughs> it really felt like he was able to just show up to set and act like his normal Here we self. go. Like, <laughs> I mean, well, like, even on social media, it's just kind of like, all right, Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Well, he is his character. It's great because of the other people that they were looking at to be Iron Man as well. They wanted, they were thinking of Tom Cruise. Ugh. He, Ugh. he was, yeah, he was going to be cast. Um, there's a couple other people, but another one that sticks out was Sam Rockwell. I mean, Tom Cruise wouldn't have been terrible. I mean, he's kind of like he's short. Well, that he's too. Short. But he's five something. They would have fixed that. Lola would have taken care of that. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Lola would have This is a shout out to the Lola Company. Now, I, L, and M did the uh, visual effects of this film. Lucas, Lucas Films did. Yep. You're going to so. throw a little thing in the notes <laughs> for him. You're just going to make that a long-running joke every show. Every show. Every yep. show. <laughs> well, that's why we got to find the company that does the special effects for each movie. At the end, we're just completely out. We're like shouting out Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Pizza Hut for catering the MCU filming. Appreciate you guys. No, but I could I could almost see Tom Cruise as Iron Man because he's just like eccentric enough. It would feel forced. At, at, yeah. the, uh, forced. at, at this point, he might be too eccentric for that role. But <laughs> like in two thousand eight, before he went crazy. Well, that wasn't like before. prior to jumping off of Oprah's couch. <laughs> that wasn't yeah. before he went crazy. But he's been crazy. Well, I mean, that was prior to Oprah's couch incident. I think you need to you need to put that into proper context before we found out. He was crazy. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think I think it was just the stress from IMF. That's all I think was. That's the only reason why I think he went crazy. <laughs> the impossible mission for us. I got you. you know, got you. Bought a whole set for like thirty bucks. <laughs> all six movies. Uh, Shout out Walmart. Put a link to Walmart. Yeah, we need to put a link in. Put a link to Walmart for you. If you haven't heard of Walmart, it's a fantastic one-stop shop. Destroying mom and pop shops since 1980s. (laughs) Where you can buy R-rated movies, but... I've got a show I name. No cuss nasty music. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so funny. Walmart. Walmart (laughs) Walmart.com. Uh... You could buy the Iron Man Blu-ray there if you so desired, though. I bought it off the other big conglomerate that's putting people out of business. Amazams. <laughs> Amazams. <laughs> Surprisingly, those movies are still like 25 bucks a piece they are, for Blu-ray. Yeah. Yes. All of them are still like it's 25 because, bucks. It's because it's so popular still. I know. It's annoying. I can't find The Incredible Hulk, though. I've uh, looked. I can't find it. Uh, Amazams. Not. I'll put a link to that in the show. Please do <laughs> to the direct to that product. <laughs> I will. I'll do it. So here. <laughs> so after Tony gets home, and he's pl- replacing the arc reactor he built in the cave with something he whipped up in his actual shop. He gets Pepper down there to help him, and she pulls out a wire with a magnet on the end of it. Was that there just to fuck with her? Because I feel like it was. I feel like it was. <laughs> I feel like that's a very Tony thing to do. Well, no, I think he just wanted her to hold it. And then she was like, she said, don't pull it. <laughs> Why would you want somebody that has no idea what they're doing to, he could die. Wouldn't want that. That's, that's exactly why he put that shit in there, just to fuck with her. 
Does you notice he doesn't put it back? He doesn't replace it with anything. He just has her plug in the new uh, one. Yeah, maybe. So I think it was a prank. Yeah, I mean, that's like, the way it came off to me. <laughs> Certainly fits his personality. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I know, never thought of it, but it makes sense. And I, I know, um, at least in like the, the Marvel Facebook groups and stuff, Pepper gets so much hate. I love Pepper. I mean, maybe sarcasm. maybe there's a lot that I haven't. Obviously, there's a lot I haven't seen yet from her. But just off this movie, like good she's characters, just like one of in those the beginning, easy to dislike for no reason type of characters. Though, to be honest, there's True. nothing she does that's inherently dislikable. She's just plain Jane. I like her because of her sarcasm, especially in the beginning with the reporter <laughs> taking, taking out, out the, the trash. trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I cannot see that actress without thinking of Talladega Nights. <laughs> like I just—that's all I see her as. I knew I had <laughs> seen one? her somewhere. The reporter. Yep. Oh, Talladega Nights. Yeah. In my head, I went to ta- uh, uh, Days of Thunder. That is nope. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. We're done with Tom Cruise. <laughs> let him. Let him go, man. We're done. Let it go. <laughs> we're getting sued by Disney for that. I know. Probably. And Tom Cruise for saying <laughs> not good They mentioned me. Well, I mean, Tom Cruise is a fudge bagger, so we don't care. <laughs> South Park reference. I like it. You're welcome. <laughs> I like the fact that he got cheeseburgers, okay? Oh, the first thing he I like the, the fact that he's like, look, fuck everybody. I don't care. I'm hungry. And he went to Burger King. And it did humanize him a bit, Shout right? Like Burger this guy King. that has the world at his fingertips just like i'll have burger king yep yeah, just go give me a burger and he lied to his buddy he's like i've only got one left but you clearly see him eat more than one after that <laughs> yep <laughs> yep oh man now i, I was, <laughs> speaking of the second request he made during that i like how he he has everybody sit down on the floor with him yeah and Turn then when the he starts really on. talking he Stands pops up, up. <laughs> <laughs> again a tony stark movie yeah, all I know. The way. Okay. and that's what i was sitting there thinking i'm like he definitely planned that in advance yeah. just yeah. so he could be that much higher than everybody and you know it's funny man talking about the burking thing like i i i can relate to that i was a vegetarian for two years oh i'm sorry and, yeah when I went back to eating meat, you'd think like you line up like a you know great steak or get some good seafood. No, I got Wendy's chicken nuggets. Like that was my return <laughs> to meat was whatever the hell is in those. Well, after well after my uh, stint in basic training for seven weeks, a Burger King burger was my first uh, real you know outside meal. Yeah, so nice. I can relate. Did you get a Whopper? I they had some kind of jalapeno burger at the time that i ate and i only ate half of it and it made me sick he probably got a water <laughs> shout out to burger king good shop shout out to burger king <laughs> put put a link in the show notes Start labeling everything we got <laughs> wendy's <Links>. chicken nuggets <laughs> oh, link, link, fo- to fo- link to wendy's link to burger king shout out fo- fo- fo. <laughs> i've noticed something watching it again after so long that he seems to like to program personalities into his equipment. Well, yeah, his robots definitely have personalities, especially the one that likes the... <laughs> the fire extinguisher. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> Is that Jarvis? Jarvis. Yeah. No, 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 no. The fire extinguisher and then the other one, they're two separate robots. And then there's Jarvis who runs everything. Mm. So, I love Jarvis. I thought that was funny, too. 
like going back and rewatching it and listening to Jarvis and then like <laughs> knowing what happens. Just I love Jarvis. I think it's cool how they they gave, made him into a computer instead of an actual person. I thought it was pretty dope. Well, I mean, it goes along with the way Tony likes to work, I guess. Well, also, you know, Jarvis was a real person. Well, I don't know that yet. In the comics. I mean, I know that now, but... Yeah, he was a real person. He was a real butler. So, like, Batman's uh, Alfred. Alfred. Yeah, he was was an intelligent butler. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I remarked, too, when I watched this. I'm like, Tony's just a way better Batman. Yeah. A Batman who builds his own stuff instead of farms it out. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, anything about a John fraternization? He <laughs> he wasn't actually the first director that was chosen for the movie. Yeah, one of the names that I saw on the list was very surprising. Yeah, the dude from the Notebook, the dude who directed the Notebook. Not even that one. Quentin Tarantino was apparently approached. I never saw that to do Iron Man, which I didn't know. That. I Did don't you imagine know how the hell they thought that was going to happen? Headshots. That's exactly what the repulsors. Because like, at that technology point, would be more focused. At that point, they definitely had not. I don't know. He did. He did get a couple headshots in there. They hadn't manned up to the R rating at that point. So you know, this was prior to Deadpool and the shitstorm that brought on, where Ryan Reynolds just flat proved that an R rated superhero movie can dominate the box office. Oh yeah. Yes. Um. So I just I can't even fathom at that time what a what a Tarantino directed Iron Man would look like. I mean, I can, but I can't see. Lots more Marvel blood. saying, yeah, let's, let's <laughs> blood do that. <laughs> yeah. Lots more blood and swearing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but speaking of him working in his laboratory, coming from an aviation background, I did like I did like seeing um how he used basically computer assisted flight. Because, yeah. I mean a modern fighter jet, you're you're not flying that without no. electronics. Yeah, like yeah. there's just so many adjustments that need to be made during flight that a pilot cannot do that on his own. Are you talking about when the when he was doing the Mark II suit? Yeah. 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 So did he uh, and I just watched the film and I still have this question. Did he basically accidentally realize that he could use his hands as like a projectile? Like yeah. it seemed like he was essentially trying to use that to propel himself and then as he did it too hard kind of realized yeah, I can weaponize this. Nope. Yeah. Well, yeah, he. I. Th- I think uh, initially he was gonna use them as like stabilizers, yeah, uh, or like thrusters. Yeah. <laughs> well, he um, did say originally they were stabilizers. Yeah, and then he just kind of th- stumbled then upon. I, then I think you're right. He he realized he could like, you know, shoot bursts of energy mm-hmm. out of them. My whole thing was though, like, the thing works like a you know fighter jet. Yeah, the suit does, but. Well, it's not really, and I, and I think I know where the answer to this, but I'm gonna ask this question anyway. The fuel, it's repulsor technology. It's whatever he used to, to whatever fueled that is pretty much what he had in his suit. No, because for for like the suit, yeah, the arc reactor powers the suit. Oh well, then, I mean that well, that powers it, but that wouldn't provide thrust because you need combustion for thrust. One of the things he helped to create the whole. Flight for the suit was the repulsor technology used even in the Jericho missile. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Because he mentioned it. He was like, he's like, with, with repulsor technology, this is what we've created. This yeah. is one of the things we've helped created to help fight, you know, to, to, what was the statement that he said? 
in the beginning. All I can remember is the best weapon is the weapon you only have, have to, to shoot one. Yeah, that's what it was. And that's, that's how Dad did it. That's how America does it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And all that tech is great, but can we just agree when he crashed in the desert, he would have died? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, there's another scene, too, that where is a wrap. when he's testing out the Mark II, where <laughs> yes. he, like, flies into the wall. Yeah, dead. yeah that was the That's first it. thing Chris said. He was like, how is he still alive after that? Yeah, like, that? we've seen the inside of that suit. There's no airbags. You're dead. No. Oh, speaking, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of the in, the in, every time it shows him, like, inside the suit, it always makes me laugh because it looks like he's got all this room in there. Yeah. <laughs> guys just the i mean this the way they show it on it's screen so it, it makes it look like he has like a foot of space in it's front the, of him he's the helmet from um hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yes <laughs> or, or like uh what's uh Aww. what what's darth vader's um uh oh. thing from space balls uh darth helmet oh yeah yes. oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. nice reference <laughs> Oh. Uh, yeah, that, that that always gets me every time I see him in the, uh, when they show him inside the suit. It's so funny. What's great, though, is, yeah. you know, it's nice now to be able to talk about this stuff with people that can point out the silliness of it and then move on. Because I can tell you when I get on, like, the blogs or anything where I see people, like, legitimately dissecting a movie that, you know, has people that exist that turn into big, green, angry monsters and want to, like, <laughs> dissect the, well, that's not realistic. It does. It kills me. Like right? it really. Like, none of this is. It drives me right? insane. Like, I don't think it was meant to be realistic. No, I mean, people can say what they want about Michael Bay and have their opinions, and I'll sidetrack for just a second. But when he did the Ninja Turtles movie, which they're not great, but the reason they're not great is not because they're now super strong and can throw vehicles. That's not the problem with the movie. It's paced <laughs> wrong. It's not well acted. Those are the problems. But the internet blogs were just filled with people that are like, they can't do that. I'm like, dude. This no, is a movie turtles. about turtles that have that mutated, have mutated <laughs> into ninjas, from and toxic, you're mad. From toxic sludge that, that they're just strong. Them. <laughs> like, <laughs> the toxic sludge would have killed them in the first place. <laughs> like, but the but really the part like... where it, it you know it diverted too far from reality was when they were they were so strong. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, the, not the fact that they're up walking around yeah, on two right. legs, or not even the fact that they're talking. Size. Human-sized turtles. Yeah. It's like, yo. Little Ooh. box turtles becoming human-sized. I mean, I'd rather you complain about the fact that no reputable pizza company would deliver to a sewer. Domino's would. Right? Domino's did. I said Domino's reputable. does. I mean, they have their little hotspot thing now. <laughs> yeah. Domino's.com. Domino's <laughs> mobile order. We thought it would be you, Pizza Hut. It hey, was actually Domino's. Hey, guys. Um, order from your phone anytime. Yeah. yeah. And they even now have it where you can send an emoji. Yes, and you can your send pizzas, an emoji and, and get pizza. Domino's plug. We weren't paid. No, we were. <laughs> we're hoping plan. to be. And, and pizza that I had to pay for. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe they'll send you your money back. Thanks for the plug, man. <laughs> so another thing that was cool about this film is the uh, the shift from one villain to another, right? The first half of this movie, the villain... Is I don't remember his name, but you know the leader of the the terrorist group there, yeah. and then it kind of switches over to um, what's it, Stale? Obadiah Stain. Obadiah Stain. Obadiah yeah. Stain. Stain. That's it. You know, so I thought it was neat that you basically get these two different villains where, at almost the midway point of the movie, they come together and realize they have a common enemy and kind of work together there for ten seconds. Yeah. Long enough for Obadiah to grab the suit and uh, and kill him. 
Well, I guess he didn't. Did he, did he kill him or did he just paralyze him? No, he paralyzed him. Yeah. Same thing he did to Tony right, right. Um, to take out his yeah. uh, arc reactor. So, like, speaking of the arc reactor and how he had it taken from him, he's really lucky Pepper is uh, sentimental. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he managed to just threw it away like, oh, what garbage. He is really freaking lucky that she was sentimental and was like, hey, look, proof Tony Stark has a heart. Yeah, a lot went right for him in that scene, I guess. Yeah. Because <laughs> had no one shown up, he just lays there in the credits roll. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, he had the reactor in when um, old Rhodes showed up. Oh, Rhodes. Yeah. But still, he was really lucky. But yeah, you're right. Everything, everything seemed to go really, really good for him. It's almost like it was scripted that way. <laughs> But, but I things were said, drawn. But I thought you said the script wasn't done. Maybe that was, that was all improvised. <laughs> Maybe you should go help. Go, 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 go. That's a good idea. Go. That's a good idea. He's offset eating lunch. He's like, get in there, buddy. Walk in it on camera. <laughs> Wiping his mouth. He's got crumbs. They zoom in. Dramatic. He's got a crumb right here. <laughs> right on his lip. And that's when they went to Don Cheadle. <laughs> They're like, fuck you, Terrence Howard. Go back to ATL. Cheadle, I mean, t- Cheadle would have wiped his mouth first, to be fair. But also, to be fair, I could see why they recast Terrence uh, Howard. Honestly, I have never seen that dude in a movie where I was just like, that's some good acting right there. Hustle and flow. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've never even heard of that, so... <laughs> <laughs> I've never even heard of that. But yes, Don Cheadle is a much better actor. Terrence Howard was in one of the um, movies about the uh, Tuskegee Airmen, I think, and he was horrible in that too. Yeah, Hustle and Flow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I could I could definitely see why they recast him because he he did not do a very good job in Iron Man. Well, I doubt that's why. To be honest, I'm sure it was a contractual thing. I doubt he got like fired from the MCU. But either way, I think it was a good move. The same thing happened with Hulk. You know, Ed yeah. Norton is there, and then later it changes. Well, and I, Ed Norton is one of my favorite actors. I was reading about that, though. He was just a him. pain in the ass. Well, that's what I was going to say. He's one of my favorite actors, but he is apparently a complete ass to work with. And he had high demands as far as money is concerned. Robert Downey Jr. set that bar incredibly high, and he wanted to make that and then some, apparently. And they... They went in a different direction. Like, but to be fair, as, even though Ed Norton is one of my favorite actors, I completely prefer who they have now. So yeah, I mean, but yeah. it worked. I did like the little reference there where um, I think it was in the scene where we're just discussing. He kind of comes in and saves the day from being off camera eating a sandwich <laughs> when he sees the extra suit. He's like, ah. like next time, maybe. Oh, yeah. Next like, time, yeah. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Iron Man 2. Yeah. Like I that. did see that one. I, I like know that. I did see that one. Yeah. I saw that at the, at the theater. And again, like we're going to say mild spoilers in these things they're just kind of unavoidable in order to properly if discuss the film but it, like, yeah did you see the iron man reference <laughs> no <laughs> that one went did you see totally the captain america head. reference yes that's actually yeah. what i meant to say the captain america reference yeah his shield is on his table in there yeah i saw, I saw you you pointed stuck. it out in the picture but i didn't yeah. i didn't uh i didn't see it while watching the movie yeah it's in there it's quick yeah it's it, in the it's scene where brief. he's trying to get the suit off and Pepper, Pepper walks in. <laughs> that part is so great. Yeah. Let's be honest. This isn't the worst thing you've caught me doing. The camera pans up to a Tony Stark struggling. <laughs> I designed this to come off. <laughs> he says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that. And, and Jarvis telling him to stop struggling. 
Whoa. <laughs> Easy, Jarvis. I think the best part about that is, is you don't see what's going on when you hear Jarvis saying this. You only see Pepper's reaction. So if you didn't know, like if you had walked in in the movie, like at that point, you would not have known what was going on. I mean, it was like a brief second of that. Sure, but in that brief second, it'd be like, okay, well, what the hell did I just walk in on? <laughs> yeah, it, it which was... is exactly what Pepper's face was. Well, and then and then you know she just goes to like concern when she sees all the bullet holes. Yep. Yeah. So going back to what you were talking about with um, you know the shift of the villain when Tony asked Pepper basically to break into his own computer and then Obadiah catches her, mm-hmm. like that scene for me, I don't know what you would like how to describe it, but like the tension. Yeah, the the tension between him and him and Pepper. It was just... It's kind of like if somebody walked in and pissed on your carpet. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the kind of tension you would have. No, just like... Because you can tell Obadiah knows she's doing something. But... He Her foot's over the line, essentially. Yeah. yeah. She <laughs> is not where she is supposed she, to be. She, she, has exactly. to mark, she has to mark a zero. Well, and that's why he, he makes sure to go around to where she's at to see the computer. Because that's the first thing he looks at is, what is she doing at the computer? She's smart, though. She is smart. Yeah, but he's not an idiot also. He's been running a business and trying to take over the Stark's business for a long-ass time now. Sure. And he's like, well, if she's at a computer, she's obviously get downloading something. Or looking at something. Hey, what is she going to do? Go through his drawers? I'm like, what's in here? Well, I mean, <laughs> she, is my his, pen. she is his assistant, so she would have every reason to go through things. Well, I mean, not really, though. Kind of, to, if if assistants could go through their boss's desk. It would be chaos okay. in the streets. But the the <laughs> relationship between Pepper and Tony is very different than the normal relationship between a boss and assistant. Yeah, which is pretty evident at that uh, the gala, whatever the gala <laughs> there that was. His and she's charity like, ball. And she's yeah. like freaking out that people saw him dancing with her. Yes. <laughs> but Tony also has a reputation. Yeah, at first I didn't realize what the what the issue there was. And then I was like, oh yeah. Then she because she says it. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want people to think we're fucking. Pretty much. And I got. I don't necessarily think they have that kind of relationship where she's just going to rifle through his stuff. So I mean, Obadiah knows that she's in there for not a good reason. Yeah. And you can see the whole time he's trying to. You know, he's walking around. He's trying to figure out exactly what she's doing in there. He know, like he knows she's she's not in there for any good reasons, yeah. but he he just can't figure out what. He's almost playing a game of chess with her. <laughs> Is that a reference uh-huh. to the chessmen that the he chessmen. created in the comics? The, the chessmen, 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 cat and mouse, if you will. And Coulson had good timing in that that particular scene there. And he shows up quite a bit in this film. I'd yes. forgotten how much he's in this thing. Coulson. Coulson. So what, what's the name of his uh, group there? Not the acronym, the full name. So every time this dude came in, because I, I don't know anything about any of this, really. So every time he said strategic homeland intervention enforcement and logistics develop, division, never once... It. Never once occurred to me that he was talking about Shield. <laughs> yeah, Shield's a lot better. That's a fucking mouthful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Well, and every time he says it, they're like, that's a really long name. He's like, yeah, we know. 
We're working on it. We're working on it. But it never occurred to me every time I heard it. And I think you hear the full thing like at least three times. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he definitely had good timing because Obadiah was about to bring the ruckus down on Pepper there. Yep. <laughs> hey, what's up? He's so casual. Though. He's like, hey. Hey, we, uh... So, like, what are we supposed to interpret was, like, the catalyst for setting Obadiah off the edge to... I mean, it's one thing to be pissed that your strategic business partner has a change of plans and you don't think you're going to make as much money with them. It's a whole other thing to go infiltrate a terrorist group, steal a suit, and... He's been wanting. Kill he's been wanting. He's been wanting to take over Stark Industries since his dad died. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the impression yeah. I got. Like this wasn't just a, this wasn't just a, like a swift change because of no. uh, him Tony's, stopped, yeah. Yeah. him not selling Tony's, weapons anymore. Yeah, because of Tony's mind change, it was a plan that has been laid in the works for a while. Yeah. Well, considering he had ordered the hit on Tony. Yeah, that's true too. So he think he was going to be dead. So he's like, yeah, yeah that's true. Just slide that's right true. in. Because like, oh! when Pepper finds the video. The terrorist group does say, hey, you didn't tell us our target was Tony Stark yeah, yeah. Right. of all fucking people. Yeah. Their exact words, you paid us trinkets to kill a prince. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sorry, bud. It's like, he gives us weapons. Are you stupid? Yeah, so obviously Stark surviving that put a kink in the, in the plan there. Yep. Put a and chink then, in the chain. And then on top oh. of that... Tony comes home and is like, well, we're out of the weapon game, even though we're a weapons development company for the most part. Yep. It's like, we can do better. That'd be like micro, like Bill Gates going into a board meeting and being like, hey, we're not doing operating systems We're anymore. doing board games. <laughs> yeah, and when he tells Stain that, Stain's like, we're iron mongers, which is a little his. on the nose. <laughs> yep. This is his person. So when Obadiah finally gets in the suit, I mean, is that like a precursor to like the Hulkbuster? So damn big. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, I very feel like, similar. Yeah. Plus, it, it reminds me of something else too. Like, I mean, I know it looks really similar to the the original Iron Man suit, but like one of the iterations of like the Iron Giant or something. Yeah, that's kind of what I picked yeah. up from it too. I mean, there's a lot of things that have used kind of that bulky iron look. I mean, Full Metal Alchemist. There's. <laughs> What he looks like, yeah. Like, I mean, there's a yeah. there's a lot of things to be fair that look very oh, you, similar to you that. Know what I I just realized what it made me think of the Cybermen from Doctor Who. That's what it looks like, hmm. like a huge version of a Cyberman. Cyberman, however you say it. I've never seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, so. That's that's a reference. Just yes, yes, it, it does look like that. Looks just like it. <laughs> that's nuts. Nail the, the nail the head. Upgrading themselves. Nail on the head. Sounds sounds about right. And that that fight was, sorry, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like as epic as I thought it would be. Yeah. I mean, it was still pretty cool. <laughs> Obadiah yeah. just like tossing cars at Tony and stuff, and then Tony, them <laughs> <laughs> running over Tony. <laughs> See, what kills me is he still shows his mindset during that fight because Tony is trying to tell him to stop, but Obadiah said they were just collateral damage. Yeah. So. No, I mean, I get it, but I mean, for what they were building up to, it just seemed like that fight was over pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like many, like many adventures in our lives. Another thing about that final battle that got me was like how they overcame Obadiah. It seemed to me, Tony was just as close to the arc reactor blast as Obadiah was probably even closer, even after rolling, you know, kind of rolling away a little bit. 
I think that had something to do with the fact that Obadiah's suit was made what? in a desert with <laughs> leftover parts. It no. wasn't though. He no, they built, just used that as a, a new suit. Yeah, they just oh. used that as a model. Then yeah, I just think it had something to do with Tony's suits being better. Tony's suits were made out of different metals, weren't they? Yeah, they were. I forget I, what he says he made it out of. Some gold. It was some sort of gold alloy. Alloy. So, yeah, I'm, I don't know. What do you think, Steve? <laughs> I think it looked good cinematically. <laughs> and, I mean, I mean that this sounds funny, but, like, honestly, I think that's what it is. I think there's so many things in these types of films that if you dissect it, too much. It it you can yeah. find so many things like, well, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Ultimately, I think it just looked good cinematically. He rolls out the last second, the other guy doesn't, and boom, he wins. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying Obadiah was further away from the last than Tony was. <laughs> I, it's the same reason the Ninja Turtles could throw heavy cars. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stuff That's in this fair. world movie. that That's roll fair. with it. It's what it is. So I, I guess um that pretty much leaves us with like the post end credit scene, mm-hmm. which is very similar to Captain America's, except mm-hmm. Tony doesn't run out screaming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and it does differ because it's just him with Nick Fury versus yeah. waking up from being frozen for 70 years. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, you know, it's these small snippets of us seeing Fury putting the band together. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, to some extent they're going to look similar. Yeah. Well, and I can imagine too, you know, at the time without knowing what the future held for the MCU as opposed to now where we know, you know, Captain Marvel just recently released, which technically we should be talking about that movie because that happens next chronologically. But But we all have jobs and we're not going to go to a midnight viewing. Yeah, no. Nor nor a weekend viewing. A movie yeah, opening, opening, yeah. yeah. We're recording this on opening weekend of Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah. I, plus, I don't think they take too common in me having my phone out taking notes and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. I think I think we should have just had the podcast at the movie theater. That's true. During the middle, like right in the right in the middle of the theater, <laughs> just be talking the entire time. Yeah. So I mean, this Captain Marvel movie is actually pretty damn good. <laughs> and to be fair, I think that movie is getting enough attention on the interwebs right now that us not discussing it is. <laughs> If you want to see about Captain Marvel from how good the movie was to, to made up controversies, just Google it and go to town. You There's plenty, yeah. plenty there's of material. Plenty out there. We'll throw a link in the description to amc.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Yet your another plug. To every possible zip code available so you can click on Do your you like exact you can, you can order, <laughs> t- you yeah, order tickets, plug in your email, follow them, like them on Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> Put all those links in there. <laughs> all right. So let's get to some final thoughts, Bobby. Final thoughts. The movie was fantastic. I think it was a well-rounded piece of art that was put together by John Fratner Zizi. <laughs> <laughs> I just ran out of what names to call him. Um, I'm sure there's more, but I think it was really good. I would watch it again in a couple weeks after it's fresh out of my mind, which is starting to fade now. <laughs> but it was just a good movie. Fair enough. Recommended two thumbs up. Steve. I think when a movie is made by somebody who likes the IP, you can feel that. And that's how I felt about Favreau having control of this film. I thought he paid homage to the comic books. I thought he did a really good job of bringing it to life on screen. The casting was fantastic with Robert Downey Jr. You know, it reminds me a lot. I mentioned it earlier. People fell in love with Deadpool the moment it came out. 
and it was a genuine love project for Ryan Reynolds. It was something he wanted to get off the ground for a lot of years. And when he did, he did it right. And this had that same kind of feel where Favreau is a fan. And as such, it wasn't a cash grab for him. It was truly doing something that he respects and enjoys. And I think he did a hell of a job with it. Definitely showed. Anna, final thoughts. As much as I'm not a fan of Iron Man, I like Boo. the movies. We can't we can't do this anymore. I know. Shut it down. I know. Divorce. Shut it down. Divorce. Take the kid. I'm good. Take them all, actually. <laughs> I mean, he. I can't take the other three. No, you can't. Because um, I'm going to move into their room. I'm moving to Chris's room. He's going to move back out of here. <laughs> um, no, I mean... From the comic books, I never cared for Tony Stark or his personality. The movie, however, I love the movie. It's probably the only time you'll ever hear me say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Captain Forever. No, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Like, you can tell Robert Downey Jr. really enjoyed playing the role. You mean being himself on TV? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Show up, be myself, get paid. It's a good deal. Exactly. And it really showed, like, he embodies the character. And even when he's not on screen, since he has started playing this role, he carries that out into his personality, like, in general. Yeah. I also enjoyed Stanley's cameo in this one. Because, <laughs> yeah, we forgot to talk about that, but yeah, Hugh, Hugh? yeah, he I, I like him being Hef. Hugh, <laughs> old Hef, Hefels, <laughs> sub Hefels. I miss Stanley. Yeah. There's no more cameos. We'll see. I'm I'll sure be interested to sure see if can, there's any in the. I'm sure, they can in the CG, bank. They can CGI him in there somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. Which actually wouldn't no, surprise I, me. I, I was reading on Tumblr once. That they wanted to see Deadpool wearing his av- aviators with the mustache over the uh, mask. Just popping up randomly in the movies. Cool. I could see him doing that too. But yeah, with with how successful they were able to do Tarkin and Leia in, the, mm-hmm. in Star Wars. Uh, yeah. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Especially actually if it's okay only going to be it. for like three seconds. Well, they at least successfully uh, yeah. did Tarkin. That Leia was... Yeah, I, had, I had the I had, opposite. I, yeah, I had the opposite. Really? Tarkin yeah. looked like shit. Like, Tarkin, to me, Tarkin, you could tell they had it him was on, CGI. They had him on screen too long. But that's the thing. He was on screen yeah. so long. But the Leia, I think just because I was so familiar. I'm not as, I mean, I obviously know who Tarkin is and I know what the man looks like. But, Peter Cushing. Yeah, I'm not as I'm not as in touch with that character as I am Leia. Yeah. So, like, with Leia, it was it was Painfully jarring. Obvious. Yeah. Yeah, like, a, like Bobby said, I, I had the opposite, <laughs> especially because Tarkin was on screen so long. Yeah, it's, I think But with something difference. like what Stan Lee normally oh, does yeah, in these movies, fine. like... It'd be fun. And I don't think anybody would be upset. Well, never mind. This is the internet. <laughs> this is the internet we're talking about. Everybody somebody is always somebody upset. Somebody upset. We're going to find 15,000 people that are upset. <laughs> They're upset that you said they wouldn't be upset. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm offended. You, you think would, I wouldn't be offended. You, you assumed, <laughs> sir. You assumed. You're right. Did you just, Did you just assume my emotions? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? But yeah, I mean, I definitely... I, this film felt self-contained. And in a lot of ways, I think anything that starts off at the beginning when you don't really know what the future holds, yeah. you hope. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they went into this with the hope that this would grow into more as evident by the, the post credit scene. But, you know, you never know if you're going to get greenlit. You never know how well it's going to do in theaters. It could have 
you could have bombed and then they're done. Could have pulled the daredevil. Yeah. And I think because of that, you know, you have to make it at least somewhat self-contained. Yeah. And they did that and left it open enough to easily transition into bigger and better things, which we obviously know they did. Yeah. Yep. That's true. Well, all right. I think that's going to do it for us this time. We appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, comments, or theories, you can email us at thecollector at cjs.productions or comment on the show notes for this episode at collectorpodcast.com. Until next time. Even if they do, they'll be like, uh, technically, uh, we get the emails from people like, uh, what's his name? We don't get any emails now. You guys don't know. No, we don't. (laughs)